I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Burnt Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time itself to prevent a war. I'm Jenna Steber, and I play Astra Blep, buffet adult half-elf oracle who is exactly who she says she is. And I'm joined by... Andrew Hansen, playing Johnny Brightchild, a hot and sunny Ifrit Resort Spa Paladin, eager to help and flex. Caitlin Statehar, playing Patty Hertz, a rat folk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and cheese. Paul Lukemeyer playing Zelf, an elven battle chef carving a name for himself in the high-stakes world of magical cooking. And we're of course led today and for the rest of all time by our illustrious DM and world builder, Justin Green. Justin, how do you feel? I feel great. I'm ready to do another episode about cannibalism. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, Hmm. of course. You've said that at the beginning of every episode, and I've cut it out of every episode, but it finally feels like it's relevant. (laughs) He's always ready. He's always ready. (laughs) Finally, finally, it's time. Into the party in a big soup pot. (laughs) How did we get here? Oh, we're in hot water this time. (laughs) Time to take stock of that situation. Ah. You guys are wrapping up your lunch, your Elflute soup. Mm -hmm. Mm. Where does Bocas go after lunch? Does she say, I'm going to Mjolnir, or does she just disappear, or... She won't just disappear. She'll say goodbye to you. She'll tell you that she's heading back to Mjolnir, and she'll tell you that she looks forward to seeing you at the reading of the will. All right. Uh, Well, Zelf is going to part on good terms, seemingly, (laughs) (laughs) even though he is seething. Justin, does this give us the vocal alteration? Yeah, I was just going to ask. It does, yes. So you're <laughs> able to change your voice at will for a while. It's so important that I know specifically how I can abuse this. So I am looking up what the spell is. You <laughs> alter the target's voice to something else. For example, you can make the target's hi- voice high-pitched, husky, or nasal, or change its accent to an accent you are familiar with. If the spell is used as part of a disguise, gives a plus 10 on disguise. Interesting. Okay. So I can't perfectly mimic Zelf, which is what I was planning on doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I am not going to be using this because I don't agree with how I acquired it. Well, that's my question. So, Justin, does this give us the ability to choose, or did Bocas engineer it to create a specific effect on us? In this case, you are choosing your okay, own voice. That's so generous. Okay. I'm desperate to prove I can do any voice other than a high-pitched nasal voice after doing both Astra and Urkel in one episode. <laughs> Astra's going to do some sort of, I think, really low-pitched voice. I'm going to workshop it in my mind. Everybody else figure out what they're going to do. Zelf's plan is to take Manny back to show him the Eliflu that he got. (laughs) (laughs) Manny, I think we all appreciate the Eliflu surprise you prepared for us. I have my own Eliflu surprise. Eliflu surprise sounds dirty. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Manny's like, I'm really glad that you guys... I'll like the soup. I, I think I'll try to make it for Abraham and Even when we get back. Oh. This just gets more and more tragic. Oh. <laughs> Our friend here doesn't realize. <laughs> what? Where's that voice coming from? <laughs> Why it's me, Astra, your old friend. <laughs> Johnny turns around in surprise and then his voice gets really high and squeaky without him realizing it. Like helium. He's like, what? In Fort Frawley, you find that it's a lot more crowded than before. More Berwyn soldiers have come back, as well as 
more of your Shadowwind commanders and fellow cadets as you kind of matriculate back into the crowd. You see that like people are starting to gather in kind of the parade grounds around Prince Erling, who is standing kind of on a makeshift raised platform. There's nothing here that's specifically for that, but they found some like random flat stones that he can step on just to raise himself up a little bit. He's practicing a speech from a piece of parchment that's held by a young page. And at Erling's command, Valentine is making changes in real time. Eventually, Prince Erling does shoo away the page and, and Bentaro, and he turns to make a speech to everyone who's gathered around him. It is with a solemn heart that I must announce the deaths of New Haven's council. Gamwir, Farfitz, and Hibrick were true heroes, and beloved by their people and all of Irisal for being beacons of kindness and peace. I had the pleasure of meeting with Gamwir this morning before mm. his untimely death. And he entrusted me, yes. really all of us in Berwyn and Resgris, to stand behind those ideals. Erosia's mistakes, he told me, shouldn't mean the end of the Triad Nations. He was the <laughs> only member of the council still standing at that point. I'm sure that that was hard for him on so many levels. But you wouldn't know it by looking at him. He was brave. <laughs> but he's not alone anymore. New Haven's not alone. Is this guy just fucking lying through his teeth? I'm for sure. Yeah. He's gotta be. He motions for Bantaro to hand him an important looking document. He holds it up. He says, This treaty, Gamware signed, binds us together. New Haven will take <gasps> Erosia's place in the Triad Nations, and my mother, the Queen, will step in to protect the island where Gamware no longer can, just like she did for Resgris before it. Not long after we spoke this morning, Gamera was murdered by Lieutenant Burl Stanton of Erosia. I've been told that members of Shadowend have taken him into custody, and Berwyn will see to it that Stanton sees justice for his crimes. Across all of New Haven, the Winter Guard have begun to retreat. Their strongholds in the city have been removed, their leadership toppled, and for now we have won. I fear this will not yet be the end of the violence, but know this. The Triad Nations will not rest until peace is restored in Irisal. That's what Gamweir would have wanted. Oh, shit. Conspiracy. Because Zelf has some investigator abilities with his Battleshelf class, I am going to want to make some checks around town to see if I can pull the thread a little bit longer in terms of the nobility's corruption to either look for contacts or follow up on factual discrepancies mm -hmm. that the party is aware of. I'm kind of interested in helping Zelf with his investigations because oh, yeah. although I'm not a skilled investigator, I'm nosy as shit. And I do like to gab. <laughs> I have the gift of gab. So I think I could be, I could be a helpful accomplice to this. Uh, out of character, I love... Patty's dandy ranger ability to spread rumors. So if we have any ability to kick one of those off, oh, maybe yeah. on a regional scale, I would mm. love to look for it. Yeah. Oh God, I love a good rumor. <laughs> if you want to make perception check, if you're being uh, perceptive, <laughs> or uh, you can make diplomacy or knowledge local if you're gathering information or talking people up. I think I'm going to do a perception check personally, since we're all such a perceptive group. <laughs> Okay, Boom. I rolled a 19 for a total of 28 with all of my bonuses. Oh, oh my gosh, that's so good. I see everything. Justin, tell me if I'm being a munchkin. Is there any way that I can get a luck bonus from Johnny on this? Or does this represent a range of time? I think that that's fine. Okay. I mean, it's still it's a d20 roll. I think that that would be fine. Okay, uh, Johnny, can I get that from you? Hell yeah, bro. High five, bro. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Excellent high five sound effect, so by the way. <laughs> Self wants to make a knowledge local check. He wants to try to get a sense of who is on the noble side and is part of the conspiracy and who is on the outside who is being subjected to the conspiracy. Okay. So he's he's making a roster and he's looking for allies. Mm. Cool. It's good to state that that is an objective of Zelf's going forward. I feel like that is a long-term thing when you are making these sorts of checks. I know that you're looking for that, so I will help you with that. Okay. Uh, I got a five and a six. Let uh -huh. me add inspiration to that. All right. A uh, total of 20 on that. All right. Respectable. Kind of on the edge of all this, you guys see Taft Warsaw, who's sitting on a small stool in front of a large stone door. Johnny, you know from your time here that it's a holding cell. Hmm. 
Taff looks like a reprimanded toddler. Just the fact mm. that he's absolutely miserable is reading very clear <laughs> on his face. You know, there's this excitement over the crowd. Taft is not having it at all. You are able to kind of piece together that Taft is not part of the conspiracy. In fact, is on to the conspiracy as well. Hmm. Because you know that Taft stayed behind in Waypoint and he was in charge of guarding Lieutenant Stanton, the Winter Guard lieutenant that was captured by his squad and brought back. Prince Erling claimed that Stanton escaped and was responsible for killing Gamware. Huh. So Taft is like... He, he didn't get out on me. I know he didn't get out on me. Like, why would they say that? Hmm. Fascinating. Okay, that's a good one. So you feel, in addition to Taft just wearing his heart on his sleeve, he also is trustworthy in that sense. Hmm. Uh, is there any other stuff people want to focus on? I have some things I want to chime in about, both in regards to Fainalin and the, the sordid affairs of the Pharrell family. <laughs> because of the contingency uh, with Glorhan, Johnny has a strong desire, A, to go towards Fainalin, not just because Mjolni is who he worships, but also because he thinks he knows where the errant necromancer might be. Hmm. He kind of wants to go to Thune. If that's valuable information, also he might know where the room is that Glorhand performed the ritual in. Okay, I like that. Determining the journal's authenticity is pretty high on Astro's list. Oh no, that's fair. I am also, personally, me, Jenna, really invested in the reading of Chairman Naga's will. (laughs) 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 And figuring out whether or not he is actually dead, or if Vokas is just in denial. Oh man, Justin, how, how far out is that? How far is it until one day? A week from tomorrow. So it's the 18th now. Tomorrow, Bava will get a letter from his wife. On the 1st of Vidobras, so a week from tomorrow, is the reading of the will. Those are the only two things where it's like, there is a date. Oh, I guess on Vidobras 24th, Molni dies. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of escalation for a demigod to be killed at the end of the month. Yeah. It's concerning. Where did you say the reading is going to be? Is that in Mjolnir? Uh, yes, it's at Mjolnir at the restaurant that used to be Theophagy. And is now carnivore, the all-meat restaurant. (laughs) Patty does not want to go to an all-meat restaurant. But she does love the drama of a possibly fake will reading. I know, right? How it's irresistible. How long does it take to get to Mjolnir? Like, if we're in Fanolin and we take the train, and the train goes to Waypoint and then to Mjolnir, how long is that transit? Four hours. Oh, so they're pretty close. I think we can do both. That's what I was leaning towards, as long as we don't get distracted by selfish (laughs) side projects. What? What? We don't have a history of that. We would never do that. We've got a really full plate. When you lay it all out like that, I'm like, (laughs) how did did we get popular in this world? We're absolute idiots. (laughs) And those are like just the things that we did not disregard and just decided not to follow up on at all, like our kidnapped classmates. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I think isn't only Pearl kidnapped, aren't the rest dead? Yeah, that's no, fair. Uh, the, the pastel cop. What's her name? She was caught in the crossfire. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. This probably contacts for the investigation to tie up things in Shadowwind, right? Yeah. Like Thune and Shadowwind are pretty close. I think we can kind of nurk those together. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, I think we could probably do Letter, then Thune, then Mjolnir for the will reading and yeah. then sort of reassess where we're at. Look at us. I think that's great. Cool. We're really good at prioritizing our quests, guys. We're going to be fine. (laughs) We don't even need a time loop. So everybody is happy to leave Waypoint? Have we done everything we want to do? I think I am satisfied with with Waypoint. I I mean, I've had a terrible experience with this (laughs) freaking elephant (laughs) stew. I just want to get out of here. Uh, Johnny was uh, going to go buy like a a simple secondary weapon or something like that. One-handed weapon that in a pinch he might end up using with the shield. Absolutely. Oh, no. All right. So you guys board a train in about two hours. You guys arrive at Fort Advin. So uh, I do have one question for the party and mostly for Johnny. So Johnny mentioned that he had gotten some of Glorahan's memories. I want to ask if he remembers any interactions between Glorahan and Ansel, which might indicate some kind of shared 
I don't know. Did they have a special word or phrase that they shared? Some kind of childhood interaction that we can flash back to that would give a clue to the password. Their pet or something is kids. Yeah, a pet's name. A pet name. Ansel and Glorhan, like, I think they had a pretty rough childhood with, like, kind of maybe some abuse, like, from their parents. Mm. Ah, jeez. It's quite probable that they had some sort of, like, secret bond. I need to think hard on it, though. Uh, Justin, how do I go about... Is there any way to sift through Glorhan's <laughs> memories for that? Absolutely, you can do that. I won't make you roll for it. It's a great idea. It's barking off the wrong tree. So <laughs> I'd say that you okay. know plenty of things that you're thinking of, you know, different codes that they would have had to communicate each other. Oh, no. It seems like Glorhan never really trusted, like, a lot of people other than her brother. So they kind of just, like, have codes for everything. Huh. This hurts. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so, so instead of doing crosswords or whatever on the train ride back, we try to guess a password a few more times, and then we're all depressed, <laughs> so we stop. <laughs> it's still not password. I really thought, you know, if we just put it in enough, it would work. <laughs> hey, this has bummed me out. Let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> you guys arrive at Fort Advent in the evening. You go back up to the fourth floor of the barracks, Across the hall is the room of Glorhan Squad, now empty entirely. Fuck. Turning to your room, the door still split in half from the last time you were here. Right. <laughs> they didn't fix that? You are able to step over the pieces of the door and enter your dorm. We just put up a blanket. None of you have a carpentry skill. You can't. I could, like, break some more wood. <laughs> Maybe Johnny can break more things. <laughs> that is an aspect of carpentry, but I think it's the putting together that we need more of. Oh, no. <laughs> I just have to hope I break the wood at exactly the right door size. <laughs> Add it to our quest list. <laughs> Replace our door. <laughs> so in the evening, you have another night's rest. I know a couple of you haven't quite healed up entirely. So those of you that haven't can heal again. On one day morning, you guys wake up. I know Zelf, Patty wants to pull at the thread of a conspiracy. Uh, Astra is interested in a letter. Johnny, did you have something that you wanted to do, sir? Are there any of our, like, commanders present at Fort Advin right now, or are they most of them out? I don't know if Taft Warsoul's here, but if he's here, I'd want to talk to him. But I was kind of actually hoping to talk to Raquel Windstar. Cool. Yes. Everybody is here except for Valentine. Okay. So, yes, you could do Windstar. Yeah, I think I'd like to head towards her. Great. Oh, uh, Justin, also, I have something for Manny. Okay. Zelf is going to give responsibility for learning how to take care of the Eliflute to Manny. <laughs> he wants he wants to do some research into creating a recipe that's going to beat Bocuses. No! <laughs> He wants to make something better than that Eliflute confit, but he's not <sighs> sure what angle he's going to take. So he says, Manny, I want you to raise this Eliflute with as much love as you can. So it's in the best possible condition it can be. It's like Wagyu. <laughs> I believe that Manny won't be able to do it. I think An- and Manny's going to imprint on this Eliflute. Manny's a sweet boy. He's not going to do it. And the Eliflute is going to be symbolic of Manny himself and Manny's desire to not be eaten by Zelf. A thing that we have not talked about, by the way. You are spoiling this entire arc. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely something that Johnny, like, heard and then like no i'm not gonna think about that (laughs) (laughs) astra more than anything is feeling so out of her depths between the war veteran the hardened (laughs) black market criminal (laughs) and the expert chef cannibal astra is so far out of her depths (laughs) y'all are very hardcore and she has gotten in over her head and that's where she's at right now And then Astra 
Are you just going to hang out with Bavel? Is that your plan? Yes, I was going to do the thing that we said we were going to do uh, instead of doing something <laughs> nice. unrelated. Perfect. Thanks, Astra. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> See you later. We're going to go gossip and look at people. We don't all need to be here to talk to Bavel, right? That's fine. Uh, I'm used to being the responsible one, I guess. <laughs> Is there like a campus mailbox situation? I want to be sitting there when the mail is delivered. Nice. Astra, you start your morning out heading straight to the observatory that you know doubles as Bavel's home at Fort Advin. You find him also just camped outside waiting for <laughs> the mail to be brought to him. He is looking haggard. When you were with him in New Haven, he was kind of driven and had a plan. And now he seems kind of lost again. Hey, Bavel. I brought a flask of coffee. Do you want some? Yeah, Astra, I'll take some of that. Thank you. Yeah, it's just black. There's nothing in it. I don't know if how you take your coffee. That's all right. I brought my own mixer. Yeah. And <laughs> he just pours <laughs> no. some of the coffee into <laughs> a bottle of Elven absinthe uh, that he has. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. It's probably like irradiated too, right? Isn't this guy suffering from radiation? Oh, he's irradiated. Yeah, he is for sure. God, I love Bobble. Bobble, how you? I mean, I assume you're here waiting for the letter like I am, but uh, I'm waiting here because I'm trying to prove your journal no shade against you. Just, you know, you're not trustworthy. You get that though, right? I understand. Okay. I understand, yeah. Astra. Yeah. I'm waiting for the letter too. Okay. But you know it's going to come, right? I know it sounds pretty pathetic, but you know, the previous me, they all talk about this letter pretty highly. They're all really excited to hear that they're having a son and I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm kind of jealous of myself in these past loops. Uh, that's a tricky feeling. I mean, because it is you. So what are you even jealous of, you know? Maybe I'll feel the way that they all felt when they read it. Because, you know, lately I just, I don't really feel anything anymore. <laughs> what happens if you read the letter and you don't feel anything today? Well, I guess when I'm a demigod, the feelings, you know, won't be of any use to me anyway. Yeah, you won't even care that you have a son that's never going to be born. Hey, we got the other part of the asteroid. Did I tell you that? Yes, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Perhaps we'll actually have a chance this time, you know. We'll just keep our heads down a couple days so that no one gets suspicious of us here. Mm-hmm. No one tries to execute us or anything mm-hmm. for war crimes. Sure. We'll all ascend to a higher plane together. Oh, yeah. I'm looking so forward to it. Okay. <laughs> 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 She's just going to sip her coffee in silence. <laughs> While you guys wait for the mail to be delivered, (laughs) Zelf, you are on your mission to prove whether or not certain people are involved in this conspiracy. Here's where Zelf's at. He is highly disturbed by the fact that somebody else knows about the journal, has labeled Hmm. the involved parties as anomalies, and is working in secret. Mm -hmm. So more than proving Taft's innocence and more than figuring out what's up with this nobleman, he's curious about the other mysterious secretive forces at work and the overall scheme if you needed me to pick a specific area of interest but that might be a hard thread to tug from where he's at he just wants to keep it in mind (laughs) 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 i'm gonna come back to you zelf and i'm gonna have you also make a linguistics check for me in the meantime patty you are stalking around, being perceptive. Eyes and ears open. And nose. And nose. <laughs> Some of the things that you notice, you notice Commander Valentine is not here. You pick up on the fact that he was asked to escort the prince back to Devonhall Castle. You notice that Taft, who was looking miserable last time you saw him at Fort Frawley, has continued to be miserable <laughs> coming into Fort Advin and... Without even thinking to anybody who's listening, he just is complaining openly about how much he doesn't like Prince Erling, and then he'll catch himself and, like, try to walk it back. Hmm. He'll be, like, doing training, and he'll just start talking about, like, it's despicable, man. Like, Bentaro lost two of his cadets in New Haven, and Erling's not even letting him rest for a second. Like, what does Bentaro even see in that guy? Like, yeah, he's a prince, right? But, like, all Erling does is think about himself. And he's boring. Like, I've never seen them have a conversation that's not, like, 
all about him. <laughs> and sometimes when they hang out, he just randomly will force Bantaro to like play piano for him, even if he's not officially working at the time. Like that's weird, right? Like that's not what friendship is. That's not being a bro. <laughs> and then he'll just like keep talking and talking and talking. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's dead oh man right you also notice that in the amphitheater where you normally train with commander valentine aaron starsinger and shyla the asmr bard <laughs> they are the only two people who are there they are still practicing training they seem to be working on some sort of performance like a play interesting asmr romeo and juliet (laughs) (laughs) romeo click 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 so this is going to kind of feed into johnny so patty you are still spying as you guys come to the large hall in the fort okay commander windstar is there and she is with castian and castian Ugh. is an absolute mess good <laughs> he's in a panic he's just begging windstar uh, almost in tears i shouldn't have to be subject to any kind of question like this <laughs> i'm from the cathedral of light and to do a thing like that is practically sacrilege shouldn't you be in charge of this anyway general why is the archmage putting trust in an erosion after everything that just happened <laughs> yes. can i just watch Cassie and be upset for a while and just <laughs> just kind of savor it popcorn I always liked Castian. Johnny, you approach as Windstar is trying to comfort him. I'm sure everything will be fine, Castian. It's, it's not that big of a deal. She sees you approach and says, Sir Brightchild, it's wonderful to see you. Oh, hello, General. And I like bow, you know, with respect, since the General is also like, you know, a paladin of Gavlin. We're all paladins of Gavlin here. You know, I bow to her and then like, we'll respectfully acknowledge Castian's like, oh. Gastion, I didn't really mean to interrupt, and honestly, I have a lot of questions, so I apologize for this being kind of unfocused, but I did overhear a little bit about what Castian was saying about things seeming strange, like with Erosia, and like there's some strange, unpaladin, lawful <laughs> good stuff going on, you know, like kind of conspiracy stuff that... Things might not be what they seem. Commander Windstar nods. I don't know how to put that. Like, I'm sorry. If I'm just like not very sneaky. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, Johnny. Windstar is like, can you give us a moment, Castian? We can talk about this later. Castian is wide-eyed. He's just kind of frozen where he was. He's gone pale. And he makes brief eye contact with you, Johnny, before he turns and exits. I have no real skill in this, but I would like to attempt a census motive as we share that glance. Absolutely. I rolled a nine. So. <laughs> Later, Castian. Uh, and- <laughs> I think even with a nine, Johnny, you know something is wrong. Mm. Castian almost always is deferential to you. Yeah. And at this point, he can't even speak to you. Windstar takes you aside and says, I'm sorry about Castian. He's a little upset right now. Commander Mistmorn has been put in charge of kind of doing an internal review of what happened in New Haven, meeting with all of the squads one by one. Castian, he sort of has a problem with the fact that it's not him running it, I think. And so uh, he's upset. But I'm sure that Mistmorn will reach out to you later to ask you some questions. Right. No, totally. Actually, okay, first things first, before I forget, he, like, takes out the shield of Gavilan, and he's like, I found this in New Haven, in the hands of a merchant who was burying the sigil of Zitrix openly in his shop, and I'm really concerned because this item feels like it has, like, a presence, and it's also pretending to be a shield of Gavilan, and I, like, don't quite know what to do with it, and I was hoping... To get your insight on this. She looks it over. She tells you for someone to do this to a shield of Gavilan is one of the highest forms of blasphemy (laughs) that exists. Commander Ergon can probably help you destroy this. He's a crafter. He's an orc. He's familiar with the works of Zitrix. I'm sure that he can get rid of this for us in a way that is safe. Whoa, I took a class with him. I never realized that he could teach me how to destroy magic items. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing is one of the rumors that like I've heard about 
that I'm pretty scared about is that I think something might be happening to Mjolni like next month, like at the <laughs> season change. She kind of is confused and she shakes her head and is like, something happened to him. What do you mean by that? Oh, I think somebody's going to try and kill him. She kind of does a, a lighthearted chuckle. She goes, oh, you can't kill a demigod. I mean, they're immortal. <laughs> That's not true, Commander. You know that. <laughs> you were part of the war just like I was. You know it's totally possible. She's like, there's just... I mean, there's the one way, the sword... Where there's one way, there could be many. <laughs> Damn. The only person that could kill a demigod would be another demigod. And I, I just don't see that happening. Commander, I think that there's a lot of things that we don't see happening. <laughs> I couldn't really have understood what was happening at New Haven. I didn't anticipate the Winter Guard killing so many of my fellow cadets that trained so fervently with me, and yet they were hunting us down specifically. Also, I didn't really anticipate my friend Gamware going along with this sort of deal, because, like, I've always known how important New Haven is to the Gnomish <laughs> identity, but, like, I guess this war is, like, just something I couldn't predict. She kind of holds her head, and she's like, w what makes you think that something's going to happen to Molni? <laughs> um, let's hear it johnny well yeah <laughs> my my teacher told me flaskorge gave me a secret mission and part of that involves a certainty that me only is going to die next month and it really concerns me commander flaskforge told you that molney would die <laughs> i also know he's really sick like there's this meteorite i saw that he had the symptoms of radiation sickness <sighs> she says I really appreciate you telling me this. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll consult with the monarchy, with the queen, and we'll figure out what we should do about this. Oh, thank you, General Windstar. I know I can count on you. I'm going to go talk to my professor, Ergon. I don't mean to take any more of your time, so I'm sure you're super busy. I'm going to get his help to destroy this, like, blasphemy. Okay, later. <laughs> They're going to institutionalize Bovel and ignore <laughs> the rest of what you said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is going to spiral. Johnny probably doesn't really understand that. <laughs> no. <laughs> he just figures that the more people should know, the better, because it's serious shit. No, it's a good instinct. Oh, man. Yeah. I got to say, I'm living for Johnny's, like, valley speak as he's talking about, you know. <laughs> the most serious existential <laughs> <laughs> issues in war. Story. It's funny every time. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to Burnt Cookbook Party. We appreciate you for listening, and we hope that you're telling your friends and families about the show so they can enjoy it as well. But that's assuming that you're enjoying it, <laughs> which maybe that's presumptive. Uh, I don't know if you all saw this, but creator Alex Hirsch posted some feedback he got from Disney's standard and practices for his show Gravity Falls, and it's genuinely wild some of the stuff that they tried or wanted to censor from that show and i mention that because we here at the party are lucky enough to be independent creators which means we have no snp telling us what we can and cannot do on this show and we're able to do that because of our patreon patreon.com slash bcb party specifically people um giving us money at the patreon not just like the concept of the patreon becoming a patreon member gets you access to our private discord plus ad free episodes and exclusive world building content and like audio that was cut in the final episodes and like way more stuff to come but more than anything your sponsorship ensures that there's nobody in the world that can tell us we can't talk about cannibalism to our hearts content so to speak which is important because cannibalism is really funny Anyway, being a sponsor helps us continue to do that, and so we're thankful for it. And if you're enjoying the show, it would mean a lot to us if you joined. That's patreon.com slash bcbparty. Patty, outside of the Great Hall, you see Cassian stumble out. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> As he walks past you, he briefly makes eye contact with you, and you see a hatred even stronger than you've ever felt from him. And as he passes, he just goes, I know what you did. And he keeps on moving. 
Pat, what did Patty do? Yeah, Patty, God, God. what did you do? Yeah, God, what did you Patty, do, Patty, Jesus Christ. You're always embarrassing us. I'm trying so hard not to do exactly what I said we shouldn't do, which is get sidetracked with some selfish thing that I really want to do, which is go around and try to spread a rumor blaming Gamweir's death on Castian. Because... Because I hate Fuck. this guy and he's so mean to me for no reason. He's such a shit talker. And so I, you oh, want to give him a reason? No. So you want to indict him for murder? He sucks. Amazing. He sucks. Patty's devil he is suck. really dark. Like the devil I'm on her shoulder. Astra is incredibly out of her depths and that's shit like this is why. That's why you're the responsible. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Not because I don't think it's warranted. I think it is. I'm not going to do it for the aforementioned reason of not getting distracted on my own selfish side mission when we're supposed to be. This is personal growth for me, not to just act out of spite at all times. I am interested in asking around and just being like, man, Castian acting like a real dick lately, huh? And just uh, see if I can get any insight into what's gotten him into such a nasty mood yeah <laughs> god i want to frame him for murder though mm. <laughs> make a diplomacy check Caitlin. okay let's see here yeah we don't have a good idea of why i know he's being questioned but like about what though yeah well we did frame him we <laughs> we framed him by planting that like arrow peak map on him. We certainly did. And then I made him turn himself oh. in, so that that could. I don't lead think to... I would get as big a dressing no. down from like. I don't think so. I think there's something bigger. I'm gonna guess that the prince already doesn't like him, and that he mm. went after we reported that we talked to Gamweir and found Gamweir's body. And I think he's already been framed for murder. I don't think you need to do any work there. That's just my guess. Wow. Whoa. That's a cannibal thinking mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> thinking like a cannibal. <laughs> I have rolled a 23 on my diplomacy skill check. Patty, you eventually kind of loop back around to Aaron Star Senior. Although the two of you have sort of an antagonistic relationship. <laughs> She's a hack. Both actresses <laughs> out in Erosia fighting for the same roles. You know that if there is gossip afoot in Fort Advent, that Aaron probably knows it. So you kind of settle up to her. Uh, and start poking her for information about Castian. And she tells you, oh, I can't fucking stand that guy. (laughs) Me either, girlfriend. He is the worst. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't understand why he's so upset about getting to spend time with Prince Erling. Like, Mm -hmm. do you know what that could do for my career if I was spending as much time with Prince Erling as Cassian did? And like, Cassian went with him to... Like, get Gamweir to sign the treaty? Like, that... Oh, shit. That's great. Like, I mean, I don't know what exactly Cassian does, but I feel like that's, like, getting a huge role for us in Neptis. Like, that's a career maker, I feel like, for being a boring whatever he is. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-oh. Totally agree. Totally agree. Ever since he got back, like, he's just been pouting. Some people just are not equipped to handle spotlight, are they? (laughs) Not like you and me. You're right. I mean, I guess it's sad or whatever that Pearl is dead now. But I mean, (gasps) it's pretty clear to me that everything that happened at the financial center was her fault. (gasps) Like, I don't want to say it's good that she's dead, but like, I don't even know why Valentine (laughs) recruited her to begin with. Like, she's not like you and me, Patty. Our squad's going to be a lot better without her. (laughs) Holy shit. Wow. Ooh, fuck, that was a lot of information, right? Like, I can't write that down fast enough. Also, I mean, I know we're horrible, but wow, she's horrible. God, I like this girl. Yeah, right? <laughs> she's just trimming the fat from the squad. It's fine. There are a lot of mean girls in Justin's NPC roster. <laughs> and, and also the PC roster, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, Patty, don't be jealous, but we were asked to put on a performance of Queen Davenhall's favorite play for her. 
So I guess I'm going to be doing that next week. Hopefully you'll have fun here just hanging out. Oh my God, that is so exciting. What an opportunity for you finally on a big stage. (laughs) What production will you guys be doing? Oh, it's the history of Queen Davenhall's life Hmm. from, you know, her start just as sort of a commoner to marrying the king and now leading the triad nations. Oh, exciting. So you're going to be playing commoner neighbor during childhood <laughs> it's a great great role great role oh patty and she like lightly shoves you she's like i'm gonna be playing queen davenhall of course like clearly oh what an interesting wow. casting choice maybe you could uh, audition for me i could find some sort of role for you i mean we'd have to like get like a transmutation spell and maybe make you look the part of you know somebody cool. <laughs> In the castle. Uh, what a generous offer, but uh, honey, I'm Patty Hurts. I don't audition. Offer <laughs> <laughs> only Patty Hurts. <laughs> I feel like we've sniped at each other enough, so at this, at this point, I'm going to take the information that I've received and just say, all right, well, uh, good luck with rehearsals. Break your legs and all your other bones. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Caitlin, how old is Patty? 16. A lady never tells. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I actually can't really answer that because she's a rat. And I mean, as someone who's owned a rat, it only lived for like three years. So that's hard to say. <laughs> she's a rat person. So I assume there's some leeway. Yep. I don't assume if we do this podcast for two years, Patty's going to die. Patty's oh, no. going to die of old age. <laughs> First in character death. Zelf, yep. I am I'm on the fence with you. Wow. So I like the thing that you are trying to do, but I feel like it's not something like I'm gonna spend a couple hours at Fort Advin. I completely agree. This feels like probably the furthest removed place where he would be able to observe any effects. I made you make the linguistics check because one of the things that Bavel is concerned about is tampering with the journal. So with that in mind, you can find that there are a couple places that you tend to agree with what Bavel's saying. Just for the record, what I rolled on linguistics, I do have one rank of that to give myself the class bonus (laughs) and the ability to spend inspiration on it. So the total on that is a 26. Hell yeah. (laughs) In addition to my 20 on knowledge local. Yeah, so you find things in the journal that you do feel are actually suspect. There's a section of the journal where about four pages have been removed. Fuck. You find one passage that's been heavily edited, like someone has taken like black ink and just marked out entire paragraphs. Hmm. And you do find one passage that you do feel is perhaps somebody pretending to be Bavel, like hmm. trying to mimic Bavel's handwriting, but it is not Bavel's himself. So that was real? Jesus Christ. Gosh, what I want to do is I want to see if I can create some kind of alchemical or food-related substance that will lift away the black mark to reveal what had been written underneath it. But Self wants to check with Astra as a print specialist to see if she's aware of any way to recover the handwriting from the whiteout on top of it. That's a future thing. Okay. I'll come up with an answer. (laughs) Astra. Yeah, yeah. In the afternoon, around one, the mail is delivered, and Bavel receives the letter from his wife. He gingerly kind of opens it, taking his time, looks it over, and then he shows it to you Mm -hmm. so that you can see, indeed, it is a letter from Dinalyn, his wife, telling him that he is going to be a daddy again. Well, how do you feel about it? You know, I I haven't gone home since the beginning of this month, since I've, I've read my journal and found out what was happening. I, I thought that, you know, it would be too much for me, but that might have been a mistake. Maybe I should go see them. Yeah, why do you bother with any of this? If you know it's just going to loop over again, why don't you just go and spend time with your sweet pregnant wife? What are you getting out of doing all this? When you get a chance to read the journal from cover to cover, you'll see that on one loop I did, I just gave up and I went and I spent the whole time with them. I actually lasted longer than any other loop. I made it about six or seven months, I think, before the journal looped over. But it still looped. 
you know, I still lost all of that. So hmm. I, I just want to know that I have a future. That's fair. I guess if you have a child coming, knowing that they're going to go back to being unborn over and over again, that's that's a lot. I regret thinking it. Thanks for sitting with me. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't talk much. Okay. I'll talk to you later, though. He says, hey, uh, yeah. when you meet with Miss Morn today, you know, eh? she's going to ask you a lot of questions, and I just want you to know that you can't trust a lot of people, but Miss Morn, you should be less concerned about whether or not to trust her and start figuring out how you'll make her trust you. Okay. That's great news, because boy, what a dame. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I would crumple under the pressure, I think. So that's okay. Yeah. No, I can be trust. I can pretend to be trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're not trustworthy? <laughs> Zelf, when did you get here? Would you like some coffee? I'm out of coffee. I'm actually, we didn't have lunch. The mail came a lot later in the day than I thought. Let's go eat. <laughs> As you guys kind of group back up together to eat your lunch or what have you, <laughs> you are approached by the other two paladins in Cassian's squad that are not him. The geeky little moon-faced boy and then a, a tall elven woman. She carries a large shield. They approach you and, and tell you, Miss Morn is ready to meet with you guys. If you head over to the library, she has a couple questions about New Haven, and she'll be waiting. All right, we got to play this one cool. Bavel told me in a moment of rare lucidity after only a little bit of absinthe that we need to get this Morn to, to trust us. So I think she's going to be on the level. Uh, I don't know what level, probably a level far above our heads. But, but if we can scramble up to that level, then I think that would be good. Good for us. Yeah, no, totally. I think we should absolutely be on level with the commander. Yeah, yeah you always think that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> What kind of questions does Miss Morn have for us? Is this just like a debriefing? Oh, no. She's going to ask us about the investigation about the internal thing. So I think it's going to be under the cover of a debriefing. But she's also mm. going to ask some leading questions about the commanders, the mission, the other people involved, things like that. Self so wants to stack things in his favor. Mm. So right before they leave, he's going to cast Tears to Wine <laughs> to give himself an enhancement <laughs> bonus to wisdom checks by drinking him. Love it. And that'll last 50 minutes. That's perfect. so funny. Okay. And he'll say, nothing makes a man more honest than a little snooch. Shadowin's library is usually a very cozy place to lose a couple hours exploring. Zelf, your last few weeks of training with Miss Morn have been here. But now you find that the library kind of offers no escape from the fact that you are still inside of a military fort. <laughs> so heavy velvet <laughs> curtains are blocking all the windows. So the only light source in here is this roaring fireplace, but it's still somehow frigid, like just extremely cold in the room. A large square table with four chairs has kind of been isolated in the center and there is a deep blue tablecloth that's placed over it. And you see that there are like silver runes that are embroidered all along the edges of it. Hmm. Commander Mistmorn, she's waiting for you guys to arrive. She's always kind of a little frosty and standoffish. But when she speaks, then you kind of get a sense of her actual warmth. But today that's missing from her voice entirely. She's very brisk and to the point. She instructs the four of you to take a seat at the table. She says, please place... Both hands in front of you, touching the cloth. Ugh. I will do my best to make this as quick as possible for you, if you'll offer me that same respect back. <laughs> Despite how it may look, I'm not here to judge anyone today. All I seek is honesty. Justin, can I make a knowledge arcana or spellcraft check to make some kind of inference <laughs> about the effect of placing our hands on the table? I'm making an inference. This bitch is about to... <laughs> cast some kind of truth spell on us and i do not like it yeah zone of truth i would like to discreetly cast detect magic as well absolutely johnny is going in completely like yeah yeah no totally puts it all on the table yeah. of course <laughs> johnny trusts because johnny is trustworthy that's true it's indeed magic i'll tell you what the aura is astra but if you want you can make a spell craft to also identify exactly what it does well, I did not cast Detect Magic, but my roll is pretty good. I got a 29 on Spellcraft. Cool. We'll let you boost Astra's. Uh, 
I got a 23 on my spellcraft. Not that she needs it. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> you see Johnny readily sit down, place his hands on the table. When he touches it, you see the silver embroidery expands out from the edges and traces around his hands as if it's being like stitched right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Although at like an inhumanly fast pace, you are able to identify that the spell on the tablecloth is a confess spell. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't force you to tell the truth. No. But if you choose to lie, you take damage and are sick. Nice. That's awesome. So this will be a little mini game, if you will. Oh, Patty's ready God, for this. Um, you have the option to bluff, but the DC of the bluff check is going to be 14 plus the amount of damage that you take. So when you lie, no matter what, you're going to take 2d6 damage. Justin, that's so funny. This is so good. good. (laughs) This is fantastic. You'll get a will save to like force off becoming sickened as well. The will save DC is 13, so that's not too tough to beat. But if you get sickened, then that takes a minus 2 to your potential bluffs. <laughs> okay. Great. Okay. Astra's <laughs> ready for this. I'm great at bluffing. You all take a seat, playing along? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Miss Morn says, yes or no, has anyone on your squad knowingly lied to those in authority here, <laughs> broken rules, or otherwise behaved unlawfully since <laughs> arriving at Shetland? Oh, no. Oh, no. Already. <laughs> Astra says, No. Go ahead and click <laughs> this bluff. <laughs> Take that oh, damage. Uh, that's a 26. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm, it, this is so funny because Bobble told Astra explicitly that she needs to earn Mistborn's trust, but Astra cannot fucking help herself. <laughs> Astra, make a will save as She'll well. She'll do okay. it by succeeding at this minigame. No. <laughs> <laughs> Zelf, what was your answer? Gosh, does it make a difference if Zelf is convinced that he hasn't because he thinks that in his own way he's been honest? The, the question was <laughs> anyone on the team, not just himself. This means that all of you better not fucking snitch. Because if one of you says that someone on the team did something nefarious, you're going to implicate all of us. I'm just going to throw that out there. Sorry, Justin, could you repeat repeat the question? Yes. Her question was yes or no. Has anyone on your squad knowingly lied to those in authority here, broken rules, or otherwise behaved unlawfully since arriving at Shadowwind? Unlawfully. Yeah, I want to say that Zelf is honestly confused. (laughs) <laughs> Commander Mistmorn, I must confess that I have acted in a manner unbecoming of a paladin of Gavilan in my time since coming to Shadow's End. Johnny! Uh, I'm shocked! And that I attacked a shopkeeper without knowingly knowing that he was evil directly, but rather through observation and context clues. I should have waited. And then in an act of Supreme self-indulgence, I convinced my companion Zelf to help me burn down his shop. And I can think that even in times of war, that might be unlawful. Zelf is going to hold up a hand and say, wait, Miss Morin, I'm sorry, I object. The proprietor of that shop was a worshipper of Zitrix, and it was entirely in keeping with being a paladin of Gavlin that we did burn down the shop. Furthermore, are you asking if we broke the rules as written or the rules as intended? Because every time we've been told that things work a certain way, it was to test our refinement and our intellect as cadets of Shadow End. Right, to use all available resources, yeah. Justin, you did this to yourself. Patty, what was your answer? Absolutely not. Thank you, Patty. And I am offended that you would even suggest it. Patty, make a bluff check. With pleasure. Hell yeah, Patty. It's a 22. Incredible. Make a will save as well, Caitlin. Patty spent way too much time in a guerrilla warfare troop to break Mm. under this bitch's questioning. (laughs) (laughs) The mild threat of torture. Great. Yeah, Yeah, Patty's faced a lot worse than this. Thank you. (laughs) That's a 17 on my will save, by the way. All right. So... As the boys talk, they're both being honest and true to who they are, <laughs> and nothing happens to them. <laughs> the girls both lie blatantly. 
<laughs> Being true to ourselves by lying. Exactly. Astra has rolled an, an amazing 26 and takes 11 points of damage. <coughs> she also fails her will save and is sickened from the damage that she takes as well. Patty Hurts takes seven points of damage, but she powers through it because she's been <laughs> shit. Yeah, so she's not sickened. Okay, just for context, sickened, the character takes a minus two penalty on all attack rolls, weapon damage rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. So that's that's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. Astra's gonna barf. <laughs> I think something's wrong with Astra, like... <laughs> I successfully bluffed, so I don't think Johnny oh. notices. I mean, right. Astra's playing this pretty straight, so she's going to do her best to not appear sickened. I guess if you want to roll something, but Astra does not want whatever help you could offer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, until she fails a bluff check, she is not obviously sickened, but it's going to get harder for her no, now. No, it's going to be fine now. <laughs> then Johnny wouldn't have noticed. It'll be fine. Uh, that's too bad. My mercy does remove the sickened condition. No, I, don't uh, I literally could just touch you, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I had some absinthe and coffee in the afternoon, and it's not sitting right. Oh, She's man. feeling you good. You got that moxie. You on that moxie? I'm on the yeah, as they okay. say in this region. I had some moxie with lunch. Miss Morn says, "Have you witnessed anyone else within Shadowwind, cadet or commander, lying, breaking rules, or otherwise behaving unlawfully?" Well, Self says no. <laughs> more irritated <laughs> just to be clear uh, self believes he's lying at this point do I need to make some kind oh. of save because instantly he thinks of the prince and as soon as he does he says it <laughs> yes make a bluff check okay love that love that meta layer Astra also says yeah absolutely a lot of ne'er-do-wells in this group not us but in <laughs> like the general school Patty's gonna say Absolutely. And, you know, I don't want to name names. I'm not one to gossip. But it starts with a C. And it ends in an Astian. So do with that what you will. Johnny, once again, will break down. Crumples under the mildest threat of torture. <laughs> of course. The slightest pressure. And then make a will save as well, Zelf. Yeah, we'll do it. Justin, help me understand this thing that popped up on my bluff check. It says I have a plus two racial bonus to omit or cover up facts. I'm not sure where that came from. What? Do I really have that? <laughs> you tricky elf. I was just <laughs> going to say, that feels a little racist. <laughs> yeah. I think that was an alternate racial trait you took for elf. Oh my god, is it actually? And did I actually? <laughs> yeah, because I think your idea was like hiding the recipes. Oh. Yeah, you took Keeper of Secrets. Some elves oh. seek to protect younger races from dangerous lore. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> Good for you. Bluff and linguistic checks to omit or cover up facts. Can I apply that here? Yeah. My bluff checks a 20 and my will save is an 8. <laughs> so, you do become sick in self. Welcome. I completely forgot about that Keeper of Secrets. It is central to my lore because of my dangerous cooking. <laughs> You forgot it from yourself. <laughs> I know. You kept it so well. <laughs> oh, man. Miss Morn says, I have one final question. To your knowledge, was Glorahan in any trouble outside of Shadowin that I should know about? Uh, Can I make a sense motive check? Oh, yeah. turn the table. I like it. I want to know if this question seems official or personal. Oh. And I'm going to add inspiration to that. I got a 22. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It is 100% personal. <gasps> Interesting. Oh, now I'm sad. Yeah, sorry. Okay, but Astra doesn't know that. Johnny continues to play it straight, so I'll let you guys go first. Astra says, yeah, she was a troubled young woman. <laughs> I mean, it's a yes or no question. It, it was not yeah. open-ended. Yeah. It was true. Definitely not true. Yeah. Johnny will nod sagely. Everywhere she goes. Trouble, trouble. Self is going to nod too, and he's going to look back and forth at his fellow conspirators. It's true. (laughs) We all agree. (laughs) She had a lot going on. May she rest in peace for now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, the various circumstances I have come to know, my fellow cadet, uh, may she rest in peace quite well. 
it's hard to know where to start. She's been in, like, a lot of trouble, like, all her life. Honestly, her whole family, like, caused her trouble. You know, you could just even, like, start with her choice of boyfriend. Like, honestly, um, <laughs> probably trouble. You don't like them? <laughs> I thought they were cute. I thought he was an angel. <laughs> I know. Miss Morin, didn't you like it? I always like Harville. Whoa. think he was a good kid. So, yeah, like, Harville was at New Haven with us. I'm remembering now he did fly away with Glorhan's body, and that was just another <laughs> of a series of events that we never talked about because <laughs> it was kind of traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm flashing back on it now, and I'm sort of like, hey, that was weird. You did say they were pretty close, so, like, you know, if it rage, fly off. Like, All right. I could do that. Self wants to <laughs> lean forward. And say, I missed Morn. Do you want to put your hands on the table? <laughs> oh, power move. I love it. Miss Morn kind of smirks and she says, Asking for honesty from me when you lied straight to my face, Zelf. <laughs> but she does lean forward and place both her hands on the table. <laughs> Zelf says, I don't need you to be honest with me, but I want you to be honest with yourself. <laughs> Do you trust the people who are giving you your orders? Oh. <laughs> Well, wow, wow, that was amazing Yeah, damn She says, it depends on who you think is giving me orders (sighs) She says, I have a mission for the four of you (gasps) Though you wouldn't be acting in an official shadowing capacity Oh, I love that And the details of your assignment would be on a need-to-know basis Like, honestly, I feel like most of our stuff has been, like, not official shadowing capacity at this point, right? Yeah, actually, you're really talking our language, I think. I mean, you can trust us. I know know we're not trustworthy, but you can trust us, I think, essentially. Well, at the very least, you can trust us not to be trustworthy. Well, no, don't say it like that. (laughs) My hands aren't on the table anymore. I took them off. (laughs) Instantly, like, blood stains. I have reason to believe that Ansel Farrell is responsible for a series of disappearances involving Fainland Academy Ooh. students. What? Whoa. It's unclear if this is simple revenge or if his motives run deeper. As of now, I do not feel he is beyond help. But that said, he's not yet aware of his sister's passing. Yeah. How and when he learns that information could alter the situation dramatically. Yeah. That's like a crazy coincidence, like that you should mention that. Like, cause, For no like... reason. Keep talking, Miss Morton. <laughs> I feel in part responsible because I had originally planned to recruit both of the Pharrell siblings to my squad, but the duplication of Abraham Neven forced me to make a cut. I can't <laughs> help but think of how Ansel might have thrived if he had finally had support here. <laughs> I'd rather have this one guy twice than have <laughs> Ansel Pharrell. <laughs> yeah. I hope he doesn't take that the wrong way. Right. This one guy's dope. Like, seriously, have you met him? We need two of him. (laughs) She's like, based on letters that I found among Glorhan's belongings, it seems that Ansel may not be acting alone. He speaks often and quite poetically about (laughs) finally finding others like him after feeling like an outcast for so much of his life. (laughs) The masks in the rain, holy (laughs) (laughs) shit. What I would like for the four of you to do is to travel to the Pharrell's hometown and infiltrate Fainalin Academy. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing, we're we're so untrustworthy though. I actually think maybe this is not <laughs> an appropriate kind of quest for us. I'm so sickened. I actually lied a whole bunch actually when we were talking. Uh, and the things that I said were true were really uh, inappropriately true. Um I just think fundamentally we're probably not the best choice for this mission. I mean, guys, we were basically going to do this anyway. So, I mean, it's only it's only fair that we, like, pursue this to its logical conclusion. I mean, we got the papers. We were going to look into things. I'm all about it. Well, I think what Astra meant to say is that she's our endophanolin because she has family connections. <laughs> Great point. That's true. But I, I would uh, actually have us reconsider because we know he's not in Fanolin. We know... He has a secret base in Thune. So why are we even going to Fanlin? We d- he's probably not even there. He's probably he's probably looking for Lorgorhan's body, but he doesn't know that she's dead yet. So he's probably just hanging out in Thune. You know, we can do this and we can do it if we go to Thune. Thank you, Miss Morn. Great talk. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. She hands you a stack of papers. She goes, these are letters of Ansel's that he had written to Glorhan. And in them, he talks 
vaguely about finally coming into his own and that things would change. And he specifically speaks about this happening on three-day evening this week, that everything that he had been working for would come to fruition and that Fainalyn would finally be a better place for he and Glorahan to come back home to. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> That's why I'm focusing on Fainalyn. Also, you can take this and she slides over a sealed letter and she says, Fainalyn Academy is very well guarded. It's not open to the public, which makes these disappearances all the more concerning. However, the headmistress is a good friend of mine and will know that you're coming if you present this letter from me, you'll be granted full access to the campus for the duration of your investigation. Okay. Well, well, Thune is closer, so we'll hit Thune up first, and then we can go to Fainlin afterwards. <laughs> Cards on the table. Astra's going to do everything she can to keep you guys from going to Fainlin. <laughs> and unfortunately, <laughs> this is really in her wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's going to be hard to overcome. Whoa. Thanks for listening to this episode, and don't forget to tell people. Burnt Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild, Caitlin Stadahar as Patty Hertz, Paul Lukemeyer as Zelf, me, Jenna Stieber as Astra Blep, and Justin Green as GM and World Builder. Produced by Jenna Stieber, and this episode edited by Andrew Hansen and Justin Green. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.